Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Well, hello everyone and welcome to God's Word for Life. I'm your host, Jonathan McClintock. This is episode number 33. This is a lesson companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word Winter 2020-2021 lesson manual or student workbook and turn to lesson number one intended for December 6, 2020, the lesson entitled Walking in the Light. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bible, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. Well, before we look and turn into the Word of God today and see how we can apply the Word of God to our lives, if you want to go ahead and turn there, you can uh, turn to Acts chapter 9 and also 1 John chapter 1. Acts chapter 9 and 1 John chapter 1. We'll get to that in just a moment. If you have ever driven down a two-lane country road at night, you may have felt the paralyzing fear that comes when out of nowhere a deer darts across the road. I know if you've ever experienced that before. I've been in those dark country roads, and and luckily I've never had one dart out in front of me, but I have seen them standing really close to the road on the side, and thankfully they didn't run out in front of me. But You've probably seen photos and heard stories of automobile damage caused by a deer. Now, most deer hunters would testify that deer are crafty, They are remarkably intelligent and intellectual, making it difficult to hunt them. If a hunter's phone vibrates in the deer stand, deer will very often run from danger. So why do they stand in the middle of the road and stare at you like, that's where the phrase comes from, a deer caught in the headlights? God created deer to be crepuscular. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, crepuscular. (laughs) It means that they're most active around twilight. Their pupils fully dilate to take in as much light as possible, even when there is a little light available. But when a vehicle's headlight beams splash the road with light, the beams blind the deer because it can't process that much light too quickly. That's why deer, albeit intellectual and instinctual, often freeze in the middle of the road. It's little wonder that God chose light to blind a misdirected, overzealous zealot named Saul. He was living his life in darkness, yet he did not know it. But on a road to Damascus, Saul's eyes were filled with rage when God blinded him, humbled him, changed him, and led him to salvation. That's why it's beautiful to read from Paul's hand and heart. Ephesians 5.8, he wrote, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. We're going to look at this passage in 1 John chapter 1 and Acts chapter 9. Look at this lesson entitled, Walking in the Light. All right, let's look at our scripture passage for today. Let's turn to Acts chapter 9, 1 John chapter 1. Acts chapter 9, beginning at verse 1, says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest, and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. 
And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And then let's turn to 1 John chapter 1, begin reading at verse number 5. Verse 5 says, This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Our focus verse for today is 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. I just read it a second ago, but let me read it again to you. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Our focus verse is that today. Here's our focus thought. We can find forgiveness and fellowship by walking in the light. This passage in Acts chapter 9, this story, we're introduced to a man named Saul, who later we see him more prominent, the, la- the second half of Acts, going by the name of Paul, who became one of the greatest missionaries ever in the Christian apostolic church. But here we're introduced to Saul, and he, well, we're introduced to him at the end of chapter 7, when he is holding the coats of the men who are stoning Stephen, who became the first martyr. And then we see this Saul, that his, his thirst for persecution of Christians and trying to snuff out this Jesus movement didn't stop at just holding the coats for the stoning of a man named Stephen. But here we find the rage and the anger and the just set against this Christian church, this Jesus church, Paul or Saul at this time began to threaten and began to imprison and incarcerate anybody he could find who were of, as verse 2 of Acts 9 says, were of the way. This way or the way was a words that were used to describe early Christians. They were of a particular way. They were of the way. And he was he had gone and asked of the high priest letters of permission that he could go anywhere throughout the countryside and anywhere in neighboring cities and incarcerate and imprison, take captive anyone who confessed to be Christians, confessed to be believers, followers of Jesus, and he is on his way to Damascus with these letters of permission in his hand. He was ready to imprison and incarcerate more people of the way 
And the Bible says, suddenly there shined a light about him, a light from heaven shined so bright that it blinded him, knocked him from his horse. He fell to the earth and he heard this voice calling his name, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul, in his blindness, turned his face toward heaven and said, who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? He knew it was God. He knew it was God talking to him. He just had this sense. He understood it. And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. And it's going to be hard for you to fight against what I'm doing. I am Jesus. Saul realized on the road to Damascus that day that the very name he was trying to extinguish, the very way, the people of the way he was trying to incarcerate were people who were following and believing in the God of all creation, whose name was Jesus. And here we see the conversion, as you read the rest of the chapter of Acts, chapter 9, we see the conversion of this man named Saul, who later became the great missionary Paul, the apostle. And what God did to turn this man around when he found himself in the light. Let me ask a question, is there anyone too far gone for God to be able to rescue, redeem, or save? Is there anyone too far gone? If anyone was too far gone, it would be this man named Saul who was killing Christians. This man named Saul who was trying to shut down the church. He was murdering. He was incarcerating anybody too far gone. But we see the miraculous transformation of this man because there's nobody ever too far gone. As long as they're breathing, as long as they got life in their lungs, they can find a place of repentance and find a place of salvation and redemption. And Jesus Christ can rescue them just as he did Saul here in Acts chapter 9. So looking at it, we see this theme of this light that shone from heaven and blinded him and the voice that came and how this light changed the life of Saul forever. First John chapter 1, I'm going to read the first three verses, well, verses 5, 6, and 7. We'll see this theme of light here again. This then is the message which we've heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanseth us from all sin. What does it mean to walk in the light? What does it mean to walk in the light? Choosing to walk in light and not in darkness. Well, we find that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. He is the light of the world. He is light. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So to walk in the light is to walk in God to walk with him or in him. I, I see it as this, this belief or faith in Jesus Christ, this following Jesus Christ, this obeying Jesus Christ. That's how we walk in the light. 
If we walk in the dark, that means we are turning our back on Jesus Christ. We are choosing not to listen to him, not to follow him, not to obey him. That's walking in the darkness. We've pushed the light out of our lives. But if we're to truly walk in the light, we've got to invite Jesus to come and be in our life. We need to walk in him, with him, believe in him, have faith in him, follow him, obey him, obey his word. That's how we walk in the light. And the result is we have fellowship one with another. There is no darkness. We we can there there's there's nothing stands between us. There is a there's always a wholeness in relationship. There's always healing and unity in relationships when we walk in the light. So one of the results of walking in the light is we have fellowship one with another. And then secondly, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. We can find not only fellowship, but we can find forgiveness when we walk in the light. There was something that that light revealed in Saul that day on Damas- and the road to Damascus. That light revealed the depth of the 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 depth of the sin, the depth of the darkness residing in Saul's heart. And God was able to reveal that with the light and make and restore and rescue and redeem Saul or Paul, who he became. And so when we walk in the light, our sin is revealed and Jesus Christ wants to cleanse us from all of our sin. So how do we do that? Verse 8 goes on. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. If we say, ah, I don't ever sin, I don't have sin in my life, we're, we're lying. We're, we're actually deceiving ourselves. If you believe that, you're deceiving yourself and the truth's not in you. But here's the hope. Verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse 10 goes on, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. But verse 9, let's, let's look at that for a moment. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why do you think it's important to confess our sins? What does it mean to confess? What does it mean to confess your sins? It means to admit First of all, that you did anything wrong. Confession, you've heard the phrase, confession is good for the soul. Does it, it, it feels good. If you've wronged somebody, you've done something, and, and you try to cover up, and you try to, you try to lie your way out of it, and then just lie, compounds upon lie, and compounds upon lie, and you feel, have you ever felt just imprisoned and just surrounded, it seems, by... Uh, by that covering up you've been trying to do and how freeing it feels when you finally confess, right? When you finally just admit it and you say, you know what, I did wrong. Sometimes it doesn't fix everything just immediately right away, but doesn't it make you feel free when you confess your, and that's, the Bible tells us here that if we will confess our sins, he is faithful and he's just He's faithful, first of all, to, to stand firm and, and, and to let his word come to pass. He's faithful to his word. He will forgive our sins, and he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank God for that today. 
that we might have sin. In our, if you have sin in your life today, don't live with it. Don't try to cover it up. Don't try to tell lie upon lie to try to cover it up. Just confess it. Just admit it. He knows what you've done anyway. And again, as I said at the beginning, there's no one too far gone. Just confess your sin, and he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Thank God for his forgiveness today. Here's a couple things I challenge you to do this week to apply this word to your life. First of all, spend time in repentance this week. Make it a regular part of daily prayer. If it isn't, if, re, if time of repentance isn't already a part of your daily prayer, it's, it may begin this week to make it a part of your daily prayer. It is important that we ask God just on a regular basis, God, forgive me. We're, we, we have sinned. We've all sinned. We've fallen short of the glory of God. And we sin, most of us sin just about every day. We're making mistakes. We're messing up. Sometimes we don't even realize it. Just the flesh comes up inside of us and we end up doing something, saying something that we should not have done. But it's in those moments. Don't try to cover it up. Don't try to hide. Don't try to run from God. Stop. Confess your sin because he wants to forgive. He's faithful and just to forgive your sin. So make repentance a part of daily prayer this week. And then focus, number two, on walking in the light. Walk with Jesus. Invite him to be a part of every moment of your day this week. Follow after him. Seek after him. Don't don't be satisfied in the darkness. There's no need to live in the darkness. Walk in the light. Follow after him. Obey him. Open up his word and begin reading him. Reading his word. Ask him to, to draw you close to him. Ask him to reveal himself to you. Ask him to show you how to walk in the light. Following him. Putting your faith in him. Obeying him and obeying his word. Walk in the light. Because if you will do that, you're going to find restoration and healing in the relationships of your life, and you're going to find forgiveness. God will not withhold forgiveness from you. He will forgive you. He will deliver you. He will rescue you. He will set you free because he wants you and invites you today to walk in the light. Lord Jesus, thank you for the promise that you have given us that if we will confess our sins, you are faithful to us and you will forgive us and you will cleanse us of all the unrighteousness in our lives. God, we're so grateful for that promise and your mercy and your grace that never runs dry, your forgiveness that is always there for. We want to walk in the light. Teach us this day, teach us this week how to follow after you, how to walk in the light and leave the darkness behind, how to obey and follow after you. Teach us, O oh God, your ways. Show us your paths. Let the light of your word shine before the path in front of us. We can follow after you. We want to find fellowship and we want to find forgiveness. We want to walk with you and walk in the light. We thank you for it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.